sing out praises for the journey. I'm kind of surprised we got to the last Sunday of the month and we only now got around to this particular hymn. I've loved this month when we've been reflecting on the journey and its invitation to step across the threshold to cross over from what is familiar to head into futures yet unknown. And I wonder, how do you imagine your journeying? As an adventure that you're eager to embark on, singing praises as you go? Or maybe you're more inclined to face the journey with some amount of fear and trepidation because journeys, at least right before you start, can seem so unpredictable and uncertain, can't they? Well, if you're more that way, you can take heart because among almost all of the prophets in the Hebrew scriptures, I can think of only one who breaks this pattern, and there is this pattern among all those prophets that when they hear their call from God, they all, except for one, respond with disbelief and with resistance. Who? Me? They ask. And I love this very human way that these heroes of the faith react. Oh no, not me, you must be mistaken. There's no way I could ever do this. But, and many of you know this firsthand, a true calling is nothing if not persistent, right? So when, no, when Moses gets his calling from God to go and challenge Pharaoh and then eventually lead the people of Israel out of slavery, he says, oh, no, I can't do this. I stutter, even. I can't speak that way. He names all the reasons he's not the right person for the job. But he finally realizes in this back and forth that God is not going away. And so Moses finally surrenders with a whimper. He says, oh, my Lord, please send someone else. I resisted my call to the ministry because I was afraid. Afraid of what I could lose, afraid of what it might cost. But that call didn't go away. It kept tugging at me, it kept nagging at me until one night when I was sitting up late in silent prayer, I finally heard that call in a way that I said, okay, I'll go. Though I didn't know anything about the path or where it was going to lead. And in that moment of saying yes, my fear was replaced by a calm clarity. But back then it never occurred to me that I might actually love it. It's very human, isn't it, for, especially for those of us who have relatively comfortable lives, to resist change and transformation. Transformation, 
looking at you, Taffy Jervy. Thank you for that sermon earlier this month. But isn't this what we are made for and why we are here? The other night, one of you reminded me of that old saying about the church, that the church exists to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comfortable. For most of my life, I have faced the unknown with a certain amount of trembling and trepidation. And this is part of our nature, right? It's not anything to be ashamed of. Our minds are not always that helpful. And in my older age, I'm finally learning to not trust all the thoughts that are swirling around up here. Hundreds of years ago, the English poet John Milton wrote about this. He wrote, the mind is its own place and in itself can make a heaven of hell, a hell of heaven. Early on in the pandemic, when we were separated from one another and trying to figure out how to both stay safe and then still stay connected to people we loved and staying connected to one another as a church community, our national church office started providing some online resources. And one was a recording of a bunch of people, three choirs of three different churches in Brooklyn, plus a bunch of musicians. It was 140 people in all in their little Zoom boxes on the screen. And they were offering a beautiful rendition of the hymn how can I keep from singing? This recording moved me so much. It was one of the things that gave me hope and courage back in those days and helped me to keep going. And that hymn, it's one of my favorites. It's in our hymnal. But the last verse that this choir sang, some reason I don't understand, did not make it into our hymnal. And that verse has stayed with me and been transformative for me and so I've been listening to it in my car lately and singing along as I am wont to do. It goes, I lift my eyes, the cloud grows thin, I see the blue above it, and day by day this pathway smooths, since first I learned to love it. Why did that not make it into our hymnal? I was carrying plenty of worry and dread back in those early days and months and years of the pandemic, and I imagine many of you were too. It's so wonderful that we are in a better place now, but I expect many of us are still carrying experiences that we haven't processed yet or made meaning out of yet. And one way we do this is by telling our stories. And so if that would be helpful to you, I just want to remind you, we will be doing that this Wednesday at 7 p.m. after Vespers and a meal. And so if this appeals to you, I hope you can join us. And those lines from that hymn, they have just been knocking around in my heart lately. I lift my eyes. The cloud grows thin, I see the blue above it, and day by day this pathway smooths 
since first I learned to love it. How many of us, I wonder, go through our days looking down, muttering to ourselves about what's annoying or aggravating, addicted to the bad news on TV or doom scrolling through our phones, when we have this ever-present invitation to look up and look around and see that even with all of its problems, it is still a beautiful world. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. Thank you. I knew you had it in you. How much do we need to remember to look up and see that we have been given this day and these lives? How are we going to spend them? What if we made a practice of this, of looking up, of looking into the eyes of those we love, looking into the eyes of those we are trying to love, looking into the eyes of those who are still strangers to us, like Carol did this morning. That was so beautiful, Carol. Thank you. What if we would take time each day to pause and listen for the call of that mystery that is all around us, the call of that love that knows our name? Here's my testimony, that as you quiet the worried and fearful voices in your head, as you look up and around and listen for the voice that is your own, as you learn to love the journey that you have been given, the path will smooth before you. This simple line from a lovely hymn has really helped me to change my perspective. As I've looked at my life, at some of the things I tend to worry about or dread, I've started to ask myself, what am I afraid of? Why am I looking at this so negatively? And I've discovered that I actually love and am grateful for most of the things that I've been given to do. Day by day, this pathway smooths since first I learned to love it. There is plenty of suffering in life, and none of us get to escape it. But how often do we make it worse by our own negative thinking? Why is this happening to me? What did I do to deserve this? What is wrong with me? Some wise Buddhist from somewhere else in the world said only in the Western world that when something bad happens or when we feel a touch of unhappiness do we think, what is wrong with me? In other parts of the world and in deep traditions, it's just understood that's part of the, what is it, warp and weft of life. The answer is nothing's wrong with you. You're just human. And pain and suffering is part of being human. I see this season of Lent as a journey that begins in the dark of winter that invites us to do our own inner and spiritual work in order to get ready for the promise of Easter and spring. And I love how Jan Richardson reminds us that on the journey, we need to remember both who we are and whose we are. 
If you would enter into the wilderness, she writes, do not begin without a blessing. Do not leave without hearing who you are, beloved, named by the one who has traveled the path before you. Isn't this why we come to church and other places that feed our souls? To be reminded that we are part of a great and abiding love that will never let us go. And we need to be reminded, don't we? Jan Richardson again. Do not go without letting it echo in your ears. And if you find it hard to let it into your heart, do not despair. That is what the journey is for. This is what the journey is for, for learning to love these lives that we have been given, learning to love ourselves and our companions, learning to love the whole world. Starting back in January, about 25 of us here have been taking an online class called Transforming Hearts, which is about becoming more welcoming to transgender and non-binary folks. On the surface level, this is about things like pronouns and bathrooms, which are important, but we're digging into now, as we get near the end, a deeper level, where it's about opening our doors and opening our hearts wider and wider, doing the work of making our church a place where everybody belongs, everybody, and working to make that true out in the wider world as well. My hope and my vision is that as we do this work, we will become a community of liberation where everyone feels more and more free to live into who they are called to be, where we are a beacon of welcome for those who in this society have been hurt and scorned, where we live out the best of our universalist theology with its simple profession of faith nobody left behind, where we proclaim and practice the doctrine of original blessing articulated so beautifully by Jan Richardson. I cannot promise the blessing will free you from danger, from fear, from hunger, from thirst, from the scorching of sun or the fall of the night, but I can tell you that on this path there will be help. I can tell you that on this path, there will be rest. I can tell you that you will know the strange graces that come to our aid only on a road such as this, that fly to meet us bearing comfort and strength, that come alongside us for no other cause than to lean themselves toward our ear and with their curious insistence whisper our name. Beloved, 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 my spiritual companions, since we are surrounded and held and supported by such a great love, how can we keep from singing? Since we have these journeys that lie before us ever beckoning, how can we keep from singing? Since we have this call to learn to love the path that we are traveling, what can we do but keep singing? Amen.